Raymond then snaps out of it and his FBI friend like helps him out. They're like, it's okay. It's not your fault. Whatever. Who's Raymond? Why did I write Raymond? I wrote the wrong thing. Marco. <laughs> okay. Who the hell is Raymond? Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we're talking about MKUltra, the very real, yes, yes, mind control program that the CIA ran in the 70s, I, the, I think. Uh, 50s, <laughs> starting Will, in the 50s. In case you can't tell, Will is doing the real life portion of this, and then I will be talking about pop culture that deals with MKUltra. Although you did just make me think it'd be very fun to do an episode with zero research and just be like, now I think this was invented last it's, year. It's kind of funny you say that. On the way here, I couldn't find my phone for a second, which I have now. And I was like, oh God, if I forgot my phone, what would I do? And I'd just have to turn around and we'd sh start the show like half an hour late. And then I was like, maybe I would just pretend that I know what I'm talking about. And maybe that would work out. So you are it's basically what you're saying. Also, I will say I have done that on this show before. I have a little bit. I, I Usually it's based somewhere in some reality, if it's something that some I, research before, but I have certainly winged it on certain details. If it's something that I already know a whole lot about genuinely, like I could just talk to you about it, I sometimes don't go really deep researching. So I'm like, I do know this. There's know no point this. in me writing it. Yeah. A like, lot of the video game stuff last week actually was I know like my you, own you personal were, experience. You were like not even looking at your phone during that. I don't know if people noticed that at home who watched the video. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this this was not one of those topics for me. This was this was a heavy one, I, mm -hmm. I have to say. And honestly, I haven't, I haven't started a show like this in a long time, but I think that it's worth mentioning especially with you giving the wrong decade what do you think you know about mk ultra that it was a secret cia program that had something to do with mind control and i think that mk ultra is some sort of psychedelic drug okay i think it's called i think it's a drug called them mk ultra but i don't feel super confident about that yeah honestly um uh i personally before looking into any of this i don't know if i could have told you much of anything mm -hmm. uh, what mk ultra was supposed to be yeah um i don't know that i knew it was actually real I think I thought it was a conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, a lot of conspiracy theorists definitely go nuts about it. I think it's one of those like stranger than fiction things. It seems to be. Um, I also knew that it had something to do with minds, mm -hmm. whether that was, you know, um, you know, uh, trying to figure out if people have telepathy yeah. or mind control. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, so, mind control, I think. Yes, very much so. So here's what MK Ultra actually was. I'll be doing the history. Kristen's going to be doing some pop culture stuff. So what it was, most simply, it was a series of experiments on people conducted by the CIA. You mm -hmm. were right about that. The Central Intelligence Agency of the United States of America. It was started in the early 50s, Kristen. What they seem to have been after, because I'm going to give you a million points of information. I've got some quotes in here. Mm -hmm. I think that it, it's very easy talking about MK Ultra for things to get lost in the shuffle of info. What they appear to have been after was achieving a form of mind control. Okay. Mind control is a gigantic umbrella term in this case. It's not quite as cut and dry as like, you know, I turn you into a secret agent that I can puppeteer mm -hmm. and that's it. Although that certainly is one of the things that they wanted. They wanted to create secret assassins. Yeah. At, at some point I read my research that they were like, we really want to take an, an average person and turn them into a sleeper agent. Like Zoolander. Could... Kristen. <laughs> right. 
just like Zoolander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you have you seen the movie Zoolander? It's that. <laughs> yeah, it's basically that's basically that. what MK Ultra is. Mugatu. <laughs> Uh, but sleeper agents are really only one part of it. Another part of it is um, testing drugs. It's all about it's chemistry. Yeah, it's all chemistry. It was actually headed up by a chemist named Sidney Gottlieb, and uh, he was honestly testing out like cocaine, heroin, LSD is the big one. LSD is like the central pillar mm-hmm. drug that they were using constantly. But they wanted to see a variety of different effects. One of them was being able to activate a sleeper agent. Dun dun dun. Yeah, to murder the prime ripper Popisha. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's what Zoolander calls the prime minister of Malaysia. That's right. Uh, but here are some of the other stuff that they were after. Substances that, that will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. That's so scary. Right? Like, Yeah, the government was working on that. The government was working on coming up with something to dose you so that even if you were to try to blow the whistle on something, say, this very program, you would appear incoherent and right. no one would believe you. They came up with a way to make no one believe you when you were telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, wanted materials and physical methods to produce amnesia. For events preceding and during their use. Oh, God. They wanted to make it be that you could do something and not remember it. So or like, somebody could do something to you yeah, and you like wouldn't remember it. Government issue roofies. It's straight up spy stuff, basically. This is all stuff that you've probably seen in like a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, you know, James Bond sprays a chemical on some on somebody who's attacking him and all of a sudden they act like, where am I? Yeah. Why, who are you? Actually, it's also like Poison Ivy uses in... Batman Forever. Yeah, wrong. Close. No? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Thank mm. you. Where she like blows like this dust Pheromones. at George Clooney and he's like, whoa. She even kisses Christopher Lloyd? No. Um, what the hell is that guy's name? Um, Robin in Batman. Chris Maloney? No. Chris. Shoot. What is this guy's name? Marcus. Everybody's Hansen. screaming. Whatever. She kisses Robin. He's in NCIS now with L. Cool J. L. Cool J. He was. I said LL, didn't I? It's a Spanish version. <laughs> L. Cool he was J. In Mad Love with Drew Barrymore. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Well done. You just took- had to get to Mad Love. <laughs> That's all it took. But he's wearing. I loved Mad Love when I was a kid. Poison Ivy kisses him, but he's mm-hmm. wearing rubber lips. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's right. Peels yeah. them off, and they only come off partly, and they left it in the movie. Uh, they also <laughs> wanted um, they wanted a material to cause mental confusion of such a type. The individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. They wanted to come up with Kristen God a truth serum. Oh my God! They wanted to come up with something, and this seems to be the other big one. Aside from like mind control, mm-hmm. they wanted something to loosen lips. When they were interrogating subjects. So the name. Isn't M- there something that's kind of a truth serum? Yeah. Let me, like, oh, I, I would know the yes. name of it if I saw it. I know the name of it what because it? Uh, uh, it's sodium pentothal. Yes, that is what it is. And I know that because when I saw the movie Kill Bill Volume yeah. 2, Bill shoots Uma Thurman with a dart and the guy sitting behind me whispered, <laughs> sodium pentothal. <laughs> And I looked over my shoulder like, ew, like, don't breathe down my shirt, you weirdo. Also, what? Like, he was acting like he was a villain. <laughs> yeah. In a, hmm, sodium pentothal. Hmm, all proud and smug. 
That's awesome. <laughs> Back up off me, bro. So the name, MKUltra, you thought it was the drug. Yeah. It's the program. MK Ultra. I thought it was both. I knew it was the name of the program, but I thought it was like a drug that they were using on people. Gotcha. No. So the way that these names were assembled for CIA programs, they're called, Kristen, first of all, the title for different CIA programs, they're called cryptonyms. A secret cool. name. Your uh -huh. cryptonym. So MK is a digraph. It's two letters together that denote the subject of one of these programs. MK was evidently the stand-in for the technical services staff of the CIA. So it's not a, it's not an abbreviation, mm -hmm. but MK referred to the work of the technical services staff, which was the part of the CIA that supplies weapons, gadgets, disguises. Mm -hmm. In James Bond, it's Q, yeah. the one that gives James Bond his his weaponry and his you know, silly, like, here's a radio hidden in your tooth, yeah, Mr. Like Bond. Yeah, crazy masks that look exactly like a person. Exactly. That was the work of the MK department. And Ultra refers to the most secret classification of World War II intelligence. Mm. So, gadget people, ultra secret is really yeah. what this means. MK Ultra. Gadget-based super secret. By the way, two episodes ago, I made fun of the concept of secret clearance and how it doesn't sound real. We got a lot of feedback from people that secret clearance in the government is very much real. Mm -hmm. It's also the lowest level of of clearance for classified information. Right. So much so that I got some people saying, like, I had secret clearance. We it's got a lot of a people saying they had secret clearance. We got a gaggle of feedback on that. Even my wife was like, you sound like a fool, Will, because I mocked it. I Listen, don't know. Why would we know that? I still think it sounds dopey. I do too. I wrote that back to people. Yeah, I was like, I was clearance? like, that's very cool. It still sounds fake. Boy, oh boy. And then she was like, what about like top secret clearance? That like, sounds a little bit. It's still silly. It's still but silly. But we're used to hearing it. So it's Do you seems want people going real. around being able to say, I've got top secret? It's like, okay, I'll focus on you. You have top secret. Don't you want it to be like, Oh, I'm on Operation Bravo. Yes. Like, that could be anything. Yes. Secret clearance. Oh, right. what do you do? I guess you're hiding in plain sight or something. Wouldn't you want to be more subtle? I, right. But anyway, thank you. The thing is, thank you very much for sending all of that in, everybody. We are fools uh, for not knowing, but also, it does sound ridiculous. I don't think we're fools for not knowing. Yeah. We're not um, an army. Fair enough. So, um, in 1951, MK Ultra was preceded by something called Project Artichoke. It was very similar. It was usually about trying to like use LSD to provoke amnesia. Mm -hmm. That was headed up by Sidney Gottlieb, who then was promoted to be the head of MK Ultra. So rumors of mind control techniques being used on U.S. soldiers during the Korean War is basically why all of this happened in the first place. The U.S. got wind that maybe our soldiers were being the victims of mind control experiments, and we basically went... Uh-oh, mm -hmm. other countries are getting into mind control. We'd better do it too. Yeah, like they have a technology that we're not up on yet. We have to catch up now. Yes, very much like like the Cold War, right? Mm -hmm. This is Cold War stuff. This is the arms race. Uh, we're not the only ones that have nuclear weapons anymore. So does uh, the Soviet Union. We, we got to have more. We need to have more yeah. better stuff, mind control. We got to figure this stuff out. And they, I think, what I read from this is that they really suspended um, uh, any sort of rules, and they broke the law to make sure that their research could be carried out. MK Ultra is spoiler alert, very illegal. Mm. They tested on our own citizens secretly. I guess the means justified the ends. That's what they thought. Uh, so once. 
Project MK Ultra got underway in April 1953. Experiments included administering LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and sex workers. Quote, unquote, people who could not fight back, as an agency officer put it. Oh, my God. Just take them. Just test stuff on them. In one case, they administered LSD to a mental patient in Kentucky for 174 days. Oh, my God. Half a year. Half a year of testing that. They also administered LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, and members of the general public. Was this all unbeknownst to everybody? Correct. Frequently, frequently, Kristen, they were dosing their own agents Without letting them know. How were they doing it? I don't know. Injections, gas, I, that that I, I couldn't swear to. Oh, my to. God. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, they were administered without the subject's knowledge or informed consent, which is a violation of the Nuremberg Code the U.S. had agreed to um, after World War II. That is horrible. This is post-Great War stuff. We won. We're the victors. Let's test drugs on all our people. Yeah. Uh, The aim of this was to find drugs which could bring out deep confessions or wipe a subject's mind clean and program them as a quote-unquote robot agent. My God. Uh, According to the author Stephen Kinzer, the CIA project was, quote, a continuation of the work begun in World War II-era Japanese facilities and Nazi concentration camps on subduing and controlling human minds. So the CIA... Those aren't things that you want to emulate. No. The CIA picked up Nazi research where it left off. Yeah. Very famously, there was a thing called Project Paperclip, which was uh, after World War II, we, we... we we basically took German scientists, Nazi scientists, and went, tell us what you were working on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll be able to continue your, your research, but that all, all your science is going to go to, to waste. Use it with us. Yeah. And I, I wonder if this was a part of that. It sounds like it. They sound very connected. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to get a truth serum. Let's talk about surprise acid trips. Okay. Surprise acid trips became something of an occupational hazard among CIA operatives. Adverse reactions often occurred, such as an operative who received the drug in his morning coffee became psychotic. Oh my God. And ran across Washington, seeing a monster in every car passing him. Oh, my God. You just show up to work and you pour yourself a cup of coffee and they put LSD in it to see what happens. And so did they start to know this, but they're still going to work all the time? Well, they say. They start to know that it's like playing Russian roulette whenever you go. Surprise acid trips became something of an occupational hazard among CIA operatives. So you're basically going there. You saw it happen to to Cindy on Thursday and now it's happening to Ted. Mm -hmm. When's it going to happen to you? Ugh. Maybe it already did because they're also trying to erase your memory, right? And and the, the honestly the the scariest thing about this is like this isn't a science experiment. You don't just put drugs in someone's coffee and go, huh? Look what happened to him. Yeah. Oh, he saw monsters. Hmm. It's not being like properly, I don't know, like monitored no. and levels tested. And Outstanding research, Sidney Gottlieb. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about Frank Olson who was an army chemist who had never taken LSD and was covertly dosed by his CIA supervisor and nine days later plunged to his death from the window of a 13th store New York City hotel room at the Hotel Statler, which adorably Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets are named after hotels. 
Oh my God. The Statler. Did you know that before this? Of course I did. The you Waldorf did? Astoria is Waldorf. Yes. And Statler is this Pennsylvania hotel where this CIA operative plunged to his death. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Huh. How about that? Yeah. yeah. And Bunsen. to the Waldorf. Bunsen honeydews, they're working in the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Mixing What's potions. Up with, with him and Beaker. Ooh, come along, Beaker. Why do you think? That's why Beaker talks like that. That's what happened to Beaker. His, <laughs> his brain is all. Like, compromised. Bunsen Honeydew made sure Beaker would never talk. Not again. No. I said, come along, Beaker. (laughs) Shut it. (laughs) Shut your hole, Beaker. Yeah, we have been to the Waldorf Astoria. Yeah, it's very fancy. To see our Uncle Walter. Yes. Which is weird, because it sounds like he only goes to hotels that sound like him. Yeah, that's true. Our Uncle Waldorf. Yeah, weird. (laughs) Our uncle, that puppet from the the Puppets. (laughs) Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, uh, according to Stephen Kinzer, Olson, Frank Olson, this man who died, had approached his superiors sometime earlier, doubting the morality of the project, and had asked yeah. to resign. Again, nine days later, found dead, having jumped to his death from a 13th floor of, of the Stadler Hotel. So there, It was the 13th floor? Uh, well, they say it's the... Out of the window of a 13th story New York City. Wait, New York City? I thought it was Philadelphia. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, 13th story New York City hotel room. Huh. So I guess they're saying it's the 13th floor. I I don't know. That's a good question. Um, It was the same year the program began, by the way, 1953. Oh, wow. And that results in this death, which is a a massive conspiracy theory lightning rod, the death of Frank Olson. Now, our mom was born in 1953. Mom! What does this mean? What have you done? Mom! Were the result of, were the result of these experimentations? Yeah, that would make um, us like eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah, you're which I'll right. I'll get into later. You're absolutely right. Um, now, Sidney Gottlieb, head of MK Ultra, is supposedly the one who gave him the M- LSD. But I don't, I don't have that verified. That yeah. could be, you know, popular fiction, 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 <laughs> sphinction. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about something out of control because they were doing this to our own citizens yeah they were dosing their own operatives and they were dosing random citizens just to see what happens here's something else they did secret detention camps yeah the u.s secret detention camps in the early 1950s in europe and east asia mostly japan germany and the philippines the cia created secret detention centers so that the u.s could avoid criminal prosecution the cia captured people suspected of being enemy agents and other people it deemed quote-unquote expendable to undertake various types of torture and human experimentation on them the prisoners were interrogated while being administered psycho psychoactive drugs electroshocked and subjected to extremes of temperature sensory isolation and uh the like to develop a better understanding of how to destroy and to control human minds oh my god we must do it the the enemy has this technology. We We'd gain, better get it. Did we gain anything from this? Um. Uh. Why don't I just jump right to the end then? <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. But like, this is a lot of terrible stuff. I'm right. not saying like, oh, at least we got whatever. But did it even amount to anything they wanted it to? Well, the, honestly, the only thing I really have for you on that note is more conspiracy theory being, yeah, right. being my own. Um. I honestly like so. So the short answer is like. No. Yeah, but I guess we wouldn't know because this is all secret anyway. We don't know. And honestly, these things just turn into other programs. Yeah. MK Ultra was followed up by something called MK Naomi. And uh-huh. again, it was preceded by Project Artichoke. And before that, it was called Project Bluebird. 
they'll just create a new program name. Right. They don't they don't stop researching stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Spin-offs happen. It might not be the exact same program. I mean, they but must it, abandon things sometimes. Off, sort of. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, not every program that starts goes on forever and ever. Correct. Like, maybe at some point, maybe, I have no idea what you're going to say no to this, but maybe they're like, okay, we've learned everything there is to learn now about LSD for our uses, so let's table that. Ultimately, what I read was that they determined, <laughs> after, you know, almost two decades, they were like, LSD is just really unpredictable. <laughs> Let's stop focusing on that. It makes some people jump out of buildings. It makes some people see monsters. Yeah. You know, like, what are you using it for then, you idiot? Like, how long does it take you to realize that? How many years? How many, like, millions of well, dollars in research and lives destroyed to be like, oh, LSD does a lot of different stuff to a lot of different people. Oh, okay. I know. It, LSD is weird, though, because it has kind of a reputation. I mean, it has a reputation as a, of, as a drug that could be volatile in whatever way. Yeah. But it also has a reputation as, like, a new agey kind of, like, mind-expanding drug. Yeah. So... It's just, I don't know, it's just interesting the way that overlaps with this program, which was going on from the 50s to the 70s, maybe beyond, yeah. that they're like, okay, people are having these trips and stuff where they feel like they're seeing that we're all connected, you know, the way the world works, whatever, how can we, like, utilize that and harness it? Right. And I don't know. I don't know what my point is, but it's just so weird. It's it's insane. It's insane. So I have in my notes... I lost the thread. MK Ultra was reduced in scope in 1964. And then again in 1967, and it was halted in 1973, around the time of Watergate. Mm. New pressure, one of the big American losses of innocence of like, oh, people are keeping secrets and stuff. Watergate is wild. Yeah, I don't know that much about it, to be honest. I know some stuff about it, and it's pretty crazy. You ever seen that movie Dick with Kirsten Dunst and um, Michelle Williams? No. Quite an interesting movie on Watergate. Interesting. They're they're two teens who are like obsessed with Richard Nixon, and it's like a weird. It's it's a weird movie. It's pretty. Yeah, cool I remember seeing trailers for mm-hmm. that. That's like a blurry memory for me. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, so in 1973, then CIA director Richard Helm ordered that all the MK Ultra files be destroyed. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It's not a good look. We can't at risk all. people finding out what we've been doing. Uh, that is not cool. So, uh, 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 most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation of MK Ultra impossible. There's a lot we just don't know and will probably yeah. never know, Kristen. A cache, though, of some 20,000 documents survived the purge. That seems like a lot of documents. That's a lot so. of documents. Um, as they had been incorrectly stored in a financial records building. And were discovered uh, in 1977. These documents were fully investigated during Senate hearings in 1977. It still is sort of going on. Some of the the research here is becoming declassified the way the government documents eventually do become declassified. Again, we talked about the the alien stuff a couple weeks back. So in 2018, a declassified document revealed that back then they had managed at one point to control dogs using brain implants. They were able to control dogs and make them run, make them turn, and make them stop. So they'd gotten pretty far into mind control. If you can, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, dogs are closer to us. I could be totally wrong. Are dogs closer to us evolutionarily than like rats that they usually experiment on? 
Or you know what? Forget it. Forget it. And I'm fine. I don't need to know. The question but- can only expose our stupidity. <laughs> I refuse to answer. <laughs> I, I I'm afraid I can't. I can't make myself uh, vulnerable. It's fine. Like it's fine. I guess you know what. I guess it's I'd be exposing my intelligence to answer in any way. Like Kristen. we haven't already. <laughs> um, I, I think that I almost am thinking. I hate to say it. God, I hate to say it. That they are closer to us in size. So they're closer to us biologically, but that may not be true. I wonder if in my brain, I didn't consciously think, but I was like, well, mice are small. They can make them do all kinds of stuff. Maybe they can't usually do that to a dog, so it's more impressive. Mice teeny me big. Yeah, basically is what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. You want to like talk about Scream or? Yeah, right. We're, we're what's what's Mickey's last name again? Altieri. See, we're smart. We're See, good. I know some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So uh, ultimately, what was it? Uh, was it about creating a Manchurian candidate, mm-hmm. just like Zoolander, Chris? And the Manchurian candidate is the usual reference of sleeper agent who you can activate. And well, I'm a, an I'm an unusual gal. Or the Naked Gun, which they they. Yeah, they have. You're right. Secret agents. There's a woman who her watch beeps, and then she goes, "I must kill Frank Drebin." <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. American historian Alfred W. McCoy has claimed that the CIA attempted to focus media on the idea of ridiculous programs so that the public would not look at the research's primary goal. Basically, feel free to talk about Manchurian candidates or or mind control. Feel free. Look at all that ridiculous stuff. But really what they were into was effective methods of interrogation. That's the theory there. So that's uh, super insidious. And the idea of being like. So like they they're saying that what they were after was that like you could you could have captured somebody and give them LSD or whatever that they were trying to figure out could be truth serum and you'll have a more effective interrogation. Basically, that was that's what that's what seems more extensive. Then why are they just dosing random CIA agents in their coffee and controlling dogs? Yeah, it doesn't sound maniacs. That's why it doesn't sound right. So Sidney Gottlieb, the head. Let's talk about the end of Sidney Gottlieb. Because I was curious. I was like, what happens to the person who's in charge of MK Ultra and then it gets shut down and stuff? Yeah. In March of 1960, under the Cuban Project, this is just another thing he did to give you an idea of the guy. A CIA plan approved by President Eisenhower and under the direction of CIA Directorate for Plans Richard M. Bissell. All these Richards. Lots hmm. of Richards. Gottlieb proposed spraying Fidel Castro's television studio with LSD and saturating Castro's shoes with a drug called thallium to make his beard fall out. What? Gottlieb also hatched schemes to assassinate Castro, including the use of a poisoned cigar, a poisoned wetsuit, an exploding conch shell, and a poisonous fountain pen. Sidney Gottlieb, straight wild. Oh my God. That is so weird. Sidney Gottlieb is just trying to like poison your pants. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what are you doing, Sydney? It sounds like he was watching a bunch of James Bond movies, just like yeah. we were talking about before. And he yes. was like, oh, okay, we could try this or that or yes. that. Creeping around. That like, is. Putting poison in my pizza. Knock yeah. it off, Sydney. Spraying LSD in the studio? Worst dinner guest ever. <laughs> yeah. If um if mom got her hands on thallium, she would put your put your shoes. <laughs> so that my beard falls in. off. Yeah, because her mom doesn't like Will's beard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Gottlieb ultimately retired from the CIA in 1972. Just 
of his own accord. He just retired uh-huh. one year before it all went kaput, saying that he did not believe his work had been effective. Oh my God! Poor Sydney. That's I'm so is Sydney. He he, th- he at the end of weird. the day he didn't think it was all really working. Did he say years, that? Twenty years of madness. I guess I'll retire now. I guess it didn't work pouring, secretly pouring LSD into my subordinate's Gatorade didn't work. Did he say that publicly at the time? I don't know how public this guy was. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's so weird to step down and be like, well, I did a bad job. Yeah. Well, check out And like that's of consequence for the country. You're a government agent. I know. So you saying I wasn't effective is like kind of a big deal. You wasted millions of dollars of our money. He was the head of the CIA? Yeah. Oh my God. No, no, he wasn't the head of the CIA. He was the head of MK. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. Okay. But still. So here's some some other stuff. Visited in retirement by the son of Frank Olson, who died. Um, he was now Sidney Gottlieb, uh, residing in an ecologically correct home. Okay. In Culpeper, Virginia, where he raised goats, ate yogurt, and advocated peace and environmentalism. Maybe he dipped into a little bit of that LSD. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he was tripping for the rest of his yeah. life. He and his wife spent 18 months running a leper hospital in India. He had two sons and two daughters. On October 7th, 1975, Gottlieb testified before the church committee under the alias Joseph Schneider. Can't let his identity out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we got—we better protect Sydney, the guy that's been dosing us all. On March 7th, 99, Gottlieb died at his home in Washington, Virginia. He was reported to have a history of heart problems, but his wife declined to give the cause of death. Hmm. An old man. Yeah. I mean, that makes it kind of sound like maybe he regretted what he had done. Because first of all, he said, I wasn't effective here. Then second of all, to open a leper hospital in India is... It's like, it's a trend though in in people like this to try to buy back their reputation in some way. You know what I yes. mean? Or to like seek to undo the harm that you've mm-hmm. done the majority of your life. Which like honestly, I mean, better, what else is anybody? Thankfully, better I, late than never. True, and you know, is it worse to stay a a jerk for the yes. rest of your life? Yeah, it is. But still, it's hard to have any sim- for me. It's hard for me to have sympathy for this dude and be like, oh, you raised goats. That's nice, Sydney yeah. Gottlieb. When it's like. He he created it. He created an environment where it was regular to be like, "Oh, I got the poisoned coffee today." Right. Better drop my pants and run around Washington now. It's my job. Thanks, boss. Like, yeah, that's like life ruining stuff potentially and killing. Yeah, like, genuinely. Like this, these I talked about Frank Olson. These programs resulted in deaths. Yeah, you know, indirectly, he was killing people. Yeah, for something that ultimately he was like, mm, I don't think my work was that effective. Like, oh, as you walk off into the sunset, should I be feeling sorry for you that you spent your life like like sowing discord and sorrow everywhere you went? Like at the end of my life, hopefully it's like, even if I'm like, oh, it wasn't that effective. It's like, all I did was like try to tell stories. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I haven't like dosed anybody with LSD. What are you doing, Sidney Gottlieb? That parting statement is so strange to me. I know I keep harping on it, but being like, I guess it it wasn't really effective. Also, like if you work with somebody who's like, I'm going to retire. I just don't think anything I ever did worked. Right. Like, Graham, I'm glad I spent all my time working with you. That's what I'm saying. It just like what? it because he was the head of something. You suck. It kind of <laughs> makes other people's work yeah. ineffective. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Like stinks. you told me to do this, and so if you think it sucked, then I suck. Yeah. And like the whole thing, let's call the whole thing off. The whole thing sucks. Yeah. Sydney. So that's that's really 
it. That's the extent okay. of my research anyway. There's, yeah. there's Honestly, of course, there's so much more. This thing went on for decades. This yeah. is the Will Rogers, mm-hmm. you know, summary of the what Will MK Rogers wrap them up. There you go. The uh, Will Rogers wrap up. Yeah. Get them in stores. Wrap them up. Wrap them up. Yeah. But um, honestly, like the conspiracy mind that, you know, my, my conspiratorial mindset goes like, Maybe there is stuff still going on. Like it, it's hard Maybe. to it's hard to return to innocence from something like this. Like it's weird. Like I've always assumed the government's up to weird shenanigans. It's so much crazier to go from like, yeah, I bet they do crazy to 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 reading about like, yeah, oh my god, they like put brain implants in dog. Like just yeah, to read the reality of like it, like madmen, madness. Yeah. Um. I. I like. I'm unfortunately. I like. I feel I have to assume stuff like that still goes on. You know, yeah. it's a nightmare. I think it probably does, honestly. Anyway. I'm like, done. why wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a wrap. All right. <laughs> well, before I move into talking about some of the movies in particular that have used MKUltra and TV shows, let's talk about our sponsor. You know her. You love her. Tracy Michelle Bullock of SimplicityDoYourDream.com. Do your dream. Do your dream. Uh, So sometimes you need someone to bounce ideas off of for work who's objective in the situation. You might have like a big project coming up or a talk or something. And maybe in those times, it's not preferable or realistic to have a brainstorming session with a coworker. Enter Tracy. Yeah. Now, listen to what Tracy's client, Genevieve Smith of Data and Values, a Data and Values consultant, has to say. Tracy has helped me brainstorm messaging, mission statements, ideas, and strategies, including opening up my confidence in my own writing and collaborative skills, which have been game changers. One thing I want to point out about that, Mm -hmm. because we do a lot of talking in in these segments about uh, what it means to start your business or, or start a new endeavor. I would argue that coaching like this is valuable for really any job that you're doing of being able to say, am I communicating effectively? Yep. So this quote here. It opened up my confidence in my own writing and collaborative skills is really saying I was able to communicate more effectively to the people I work with about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. what we should all be doing, and let's work together on it. That's valuable no matter what you do. It totally is because sometimes you can get really like in the hole in particular with what you're working on yeah. and assume that because you know what you're talking about that everybody else does. So hiring a coach like Tracy who doesn't know your exact business, like what your job is like, and making sure that you're communicating it clearly can really go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, so among other things, Tracy offers offers free 30-minute coaching sessions that you can book through her Instagram or her website. And that just makes booking it, first of all, super easy because you could just be scrolling on Instagram. And if you follow Tracy at Tracy Michelle Bullock, you can see her name come up and be like, oh, that's right. Kristen and Will said that she has that free thing. And you can book it right through Instagram with her, which is awesome. And we've had listeners do that. So honestly, it's vouched for and guides the unknown fan approved. That's awesome. We've heard from from Guide to the Unknownies. It's mm-hmm. it's it's happening out there. Yep. So, go check out Simplicity Do Your Dream. Make your appointment for career coaching from someone who really gets it. Go to at Tracy Michelle Bullock or to www.simplicitydoyourdream.com. And just for Guide to the Unknown listeners, Tracy is offering 20% off your first month of coaching if you name drop GTTU Pod when you get in touch with her. That is right. So that is at Tracy Michelle Bullock. Michelle has one L on Instagram 
or you can go to www.simplicitydoyourdream.com and let Tracy know that GTTU Pod sent you for 20% off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So let's talk about some of the pop culture that's been inspired by MKUltra. Cool. First, I tried to just think off the top of my head, what do I know that has that sort of tilt to it? And I thought, Stranger Things season one has kind yeah. of an MK Ultra sort of vibe. You're very right. Eleven's abilities basically come out of an MK Ultra program. I don't remember specific. It was she wore like a silly hat in that, like the Ghostbusters hat. Didn't did she? she? You know what I'm talking about? When the oh, Ghostbusters did. had like a yeah. colander with wires and they put it on Rick Moranis's head. She basically had a, a, a head hat. Maybe she did have a head hat in that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think she did have a head hat there. Uh, that's so stupid. Yeah. I'm just so stupid. No, you're not. <laughs> um, so her abilities are kind of like a byproduct of an MK Ultra like study that was going on. Um, her mom, Terry, was part of this study, and she was also just taking a lot of hallucinogens recreationally on the side. Oh. So she was hired for like a dosing sort of study and then she was also just doing more and she was pregnant so when she had her daughter who she named jane the head of this study took jane away covered up there was any sort of birth that happened in this this program at all and just pretend it didn't happen and like ferreted her away to be studied as her own thing her mom tried to sue but there wasn't enough evidence and her mom ended up in a catatonic state probably as a result of all the drugs that she was on and also probably the trauma of having her baby taken away and told that she doesn't have a baby at all. Right. So the person who's the head of the study was Dr. Brenner. Now this is Matthew Modine who listener and friend Katie Kelly served when she was working in a McDonald's drive-thru. Is that right? Matthew Modine. That must have been a huge day. This was big. Um, So (laughs) this was big, baby. (laughs) You know, um, you know, it was lovely. You know, the, the Martin short character, Jiminy Glick. Do I? Yes. He says that he has four sons. Oh yeah. (laughs) Morgan, Mason, Matthew and Modine. Yep. So good. Um, so the head of the study is Matthew Modine, Dr. Brenner, and he treats this baby, Jane, purely as a test subject. This is like just a science experiment to him. And she is subject 011 to be exact. So that's where her name 11 came from. Um, so he did experiments on her to test her abilities of telepathy and train her to use them and harness them. Um, he had her destroy objects. They wanted to have her kill a cat to see if she could with her mind. Um, but she didn't want to do it. So she didn't. So they're obviously training her as some sort of weapon. So kind of like CIA esque. Um, over time, they found that one way that was really effective for sharpening her her remote viewing skills was to put her in a sensory deprivation tank and block out everything else and just kind of like hone in on one subject. And then she could really like see what was going on, be present in the room. And so they used her to spy on communists. Oh, yep. So during one of these sessions where they had her in the deprivation tank and she's like spying on communists for them. She accidentally connected with this monster thing. And so she got scared and like pulled herself out of the sensory deprivation tank and whatever. And I guess told Matthew Modine who she called father, which is very sad. Um, And he was intrigued and kind of like, huh? Monsters, you say? Right. What now? (laughs) Great. Do it again. I know. Idiot. Honestly, 
<laughs> what I just told you about, one of the things was they put LSD in a dude's coffee and he saw monsters. Right. So this is just saying like, yeah, that happened here as well, but the monsters were re- who's maybe they were monsters. They were real monsters. And well, that's they? the thing. That's kind of actually that is kind of part of where I was trying to go when I got lost talking about LSD before. So there is an idea that LSD is showing you some things that are real, that you're not necessarily hallucinating, right. that it's showing you this beautiful plane of existence where it tells it's showing you the truth that we're all connected that there's this like boundless source of love constantly thrumming around us but we're just not aware of it and using lsd helps you open yourself up to it and then you can take that knowledge back into your daily life and feel better about life because now you've seen the truth you've been attached to the thing that's genuinely there right you just haven't seen it right it's not a hallucination it's it's real it's there but in order to access it lsd or other hallucinogens <laughs> open the door for you in order to see the real thing you need to take a hallucinogen well that's what we call them but maybe it's not making you hallucinate a real imogen it's a real imogen but so maybe some people are hallucinating and see monsters or maybe that is another plane of existence yeah. and there are monsters and stuff too yeah okay so who knows but anyway that was what i was trying to say before when i got lost in the weeds um so oh, yeah. no, i've gone cross-eyed <laughs> it is it is complicated like all this stuff yeah. is like very like mind bendy to talk yes. by by definition yes it definitely is um so he was interested and like okay try to contact that again like what do we have here because if they seem to be pretty focused on using her as a weapon like is this something we could also harness as a weapon like could we get her to bring this thing in and then like attack the commies or something who knows so she like goes in the sensory tank again kind of hooks into it and it does come through that's what opens up the upside down is that right yes and the monsters come out or the monster comes out and then in the melee 11 escapes her you know oh it's been a while since i've seen this It's, it's pretty neat me too. Yeah. I know. I didn't really remember it. So that is kind of where the MK Ultraness of Stranger Things stops, at least for now. Then it's just like, yeah, there are monsters and other dimension, and everything. But it basically, all kicks off because there was a child of this experiment who maybe, like, maybe she has like permanent LSD yeah. as part of her DNA or something right. like that. Who knows? Yeah. But it's very much sort of um, an MK Ultra program. For sure. Okay, William. What do you know about the Manchurian Candidate? Have you seen this? You know, I have. I, it's one of those things that, like, I definitely watched with Dad. Like, uh-huh. he, he certainly showed me the the, the Frank Manchurian Sinatra Candidate. one or the Denzel one. I think both. Okay, honestly. Um, but I, 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 I really, I it would, I would have been super young. I think I only know it in concept. Me too. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen either of them before. Yeah, it seems awesome. Yeah, it sounds so good. Um. So this, at first I thought that I was going rogue with bringing this into the topics because I thought, as I said at the beginning of the show incorrectly, that MKUltra was specifically a drug thing. Yeah. But now that I know that's a mind control thing, this actually still slots in beautifully <laughs> um, because it's not a drug dosing story, but some sort of microchip that they use to mind control. So there's a 1962 movie starring Frank Sinatra, Janet Lee, and Angela Lansbury. And there's, then there's a 2004 remake starring Denzel, Lee of Schreiber, Meryl Streep, Ted Levine, and John Voight. Wow, These that's an all-star cast. Yeah. I know. Um, so 
I need to talk to you about the trailer for the 1962 one. Okay. Because this spun me right round. It took me down a rabbit hole. I wasn't meaning to go down, but it's all very, very fun. Um, the 2004 one is just like a normal trailer. Okay. So don't worry about that. But the trailer for the 1962 one is black and white. And it's just dramatic music. It's not dialogue from the movie or anything. So it's dramatic music and different scenes from the movie playing out interspersed with text on the screen that says in bursts, but I'll just read it all as one thing. If you come in five minutes after this picture begins, you won't know what it's all about. When you've seen it all, you'll swear there's never been anything like it. So it's very much aping Psycho. I was going to say, that's what Psycho did. Right, which came out two years earlier, Mm -hmm. also had Janet Leigh, and was a huge hit. So I guess they were like, okay, let's try that out. But it was so, I don't know, it just... It was. It's such a cool trailer. It's linked in the show notes. I loved it. It's fun to. You give people FOMO, basically. Like I gotta see this now. Totally. And like they knew that they had something good because they have it like chopped up. Where it's like, if you come in five minutes after Cena Frank's. Oh, Cena Frank Sinatra doing karate. No way. Yep. Cool. Um, Frank Sinatra doing karate. After this picture begins, him kicking a guy. Whatever. They chop it up, and then they put it all together at the end. Wow. Actually, not even at the end, in the midtime. So they were like, this writing stuff is where it's at. Oh, right. We got to replace. <laughs> we got we to put this on the screen twice. So nice yeah. they used it twice. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, okay, what exactly did, did Psycho do? Because I couldn't completely remember and I wanted to reference, this, reference it. So I found um, the posters that were up for Psycho. There were also like TV spots where he talked about like making sure you see the whole thing. But I thought the posters were really neat. There are a few different versions, but here are two of them. So one of the posters says, it is required that you see Psycho from the very beginning. The next showing of Psycho begins at, and there's an empty box, so you could include the showtime at your theater. The manager of this theater has been instructed, at the risk of his life, not to admit to the theater any persons after the picture starts. Any spurious attempts to enter by side doors, fire escapes, or ventilating shafts will be met by force. The entire objective of this extraordinary policy, of course, is to help you enjoy Psycho more. That's awesome. It is so awesome. It's awesome. We know you're going to try to climb in through the vents. People are dying to see this thing. We (laughs) know that if you're a minute late and we Mm -hmm. don't let you come in, you're going to try it by any means necessary. It's very William Castle. Yes, exactly. Um, We talk about him in the first handful of episodes of the show in case you're interested. Um, So then another poster said, surely you do not have your meat course after your dessert at dinner. You will therefore understand why we are so insistent that you enjoy Psycho from start to finish, exactly as we intended it to be served. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Serve me. Going hard. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I just loved that. I totally recommend taking like the minute and a half to watch the trailer for uh, The Manchurian Candidate of 1962. The best part is Frank Sinatra doing karate. I want a new cut of Psycho (laughs) that is interspersed with Hitchcock going like, and now your appetizer. (laughs) And it's the first scenes of the movie. And by the time he gets to the end, he's like, I think it's time for some dessert. (laughs) It's the reveal, (laughs) you know? Honestly, I... meat course before you... (laughs) I thought that that food metaphor was going farther on the ad because it was like a very big chunky ad, that one in particular. And then it just kind of moved back into like being like the manager will die to keep you out of this movie. I was like, huh. It's a lot. It was weird to start that food metaphor and then not like, I don't know, do a callback to it at the end or something. Right. Like watch somebody get their just desserts. You wouldn't have your gravy on your 
put on your bread. Wh- wh- I would. <laughs> like if it just gets messy and muddled. You wouldn't muddled? put your gravy on your ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is the plot of the Manchurian Candidate. I'm going to completely spoil it. To be specific, I use the 1994 Manchurian Candidate as my source here. So maybe there are tweaks between it and the 1962 one. Um, But here we go. I guess I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Um, So Bennett Marco, who is Denzel and Frank, is an army vet. And one of his soldiers, whose last name is Shaw, got a Medal of Honor after a raid where he and Marco were among few survivors. In the future, that that soldier Shaw is a congressman. His mom strong arms her way into getting him to be the candidate for vice president, even though he's kind of a laid back dude, not really into it. And a dude who's named Jordan is the actual front runner. Jordan? Well, his last name is Jordan. Okay. Um, Marco bumps into one of, his, one of his former soldiers who seems unwell and is talking about the horrible dreams he's been having since their tour. He draws pictures of what he sees in the dreams and Marco blows it off. But then he starts having dreams that are similar. Dreams where he and Shaw are captured by a mysterious scientist and brainwashed into killing the rest of their platoon. So basically his dreams are telling him, oh, it's not that like you survived and everybody else like was killed off in just an organic battle. I think me and Shaw killed everybody in my platoon. So soon after, Marco feels a lump in his neck that he digs out and discovers is a small silver chip, but then he drops it down the drain so he can't like, you know, take it to anybody. Right. Right. So now he knows that something is afoot for real. Like what the hell's going on there? So he goes to meet with Shaw, who's Liev Schreiber in the... 2004 movie and he is very resistant to this whole thing because it sounds nuts he's like what are you talking about i got the medal of honor like we survived whatever and marco wrestles him is like you must believe me he bites his back what and is able to albert what yes huh oh god that's right that's right i forgot marv albert existed oh my god william That's right. Marv Albert was a sportscaster, right? Is yeah. that right? Who, um, I don't know what happened. I, don't know if I he have got no sued. idea what happened. I know the jokes. Well, I know he got, I don't know if he got sued. I don't know what happened, but he was with a sex worker and bit their back. Is that what it was? Yeah. All I remember is, um, I think John Lovett. John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. I remember him being Marv Albert on the show. <laughs> show and I think that's what happened. I think yeah. he bit Kevin Nealon's back. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it was like a recovered memory. <laughs> my yeah, adventuring candidate. I can't <laughs> like, believe. I, why did Marv Albert surface Marv in my Albert. mind? All right. My God. <laughs> Frankly, I'm impressed. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So yeah, like Marv Albert, he bites Shaw's back and he's able to, I guess he bit him just right where the small chip is, which look, I'm sure it's more what? nuanced in the film, but basically what happens is somehow he bites him and he gets the microchip. It's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> comes up with like bobbing for apples. Yeah. Oh, I accidentally dropped it in the toilet this time and accidentally flushed it. (laughs) We still don't have any proof. Damn. Um, So he gets it. He has it analyzed and he finds out that it's part of technology that was, uh, it's like a patent and stuff that's being used by the Manchurian Global Company, which has political affiliations. And doing more research, he realizes that the scientist from his dream is a real dude who works for Manchurian Global. So now he's like, oh my God, this all really is real. Now it's like Freddy like Krueger. all of it. Yeah. How, how's it like Freddy Krueger? Like the man in my dreams is not just like a, f- you assume the stuff in your dreams isn't real, you know? Oh, do people look up Freddy Krueger later and they're like, he's real. Well, they cross, they compare notes and they're like, I had a dream about the same guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, know? that's right. Okay, so he goes to Jordan, who's in, now it's funny to me that this guy's name is just Jordan, the vice president. <laughs> it's his last name, Mr. Jordan. So he go so Marco goes to Jordan with this information because he knows that Shaw isn't safe. So maybe he like got out some of it or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And um, then Jordan goes to Shaw and his mom to pressure him to drop out of the race. Cause he's like, look, something funny is afoot. Like, I I don't know what's going on with you, but like, we can't have that in the white house. So just drop out. But his mom activates Shaw. His mom was, was in on it. Oh my God. And Shaw kills Jordan. Oh my God. Also, he kills his childhood sweetheart by accident, who was also in the room when this happened. Ooh. I know. Very sad. This is actually, this is very sad for Shaw. It, it sounds sad. Interestingly, this movie is sad for Shaw. Okay. Um, so an acquaintance of Marcos turns out to be an FBI agent who's been monitoring this whole thing and brings Marco and Shaw together to explain that this is all part of an assassination plot. Like what Marco is saying is real. There are chips, there's mind control, all this stuff, and it's an an assassination plot. Which one is Denzel? Which name? Marco. Marco, okay. Shaw is the one who is running for vice president. Right. And is Lee Schreiber. Okay. Um, And his mom is Meryl Streep. Whoa. Yes. Um, So during this talk where the FBI agent is like, yep, this is all true. We got to figure this out. We've been investigating it, whatever. Shaw wins the election like his, you know, his president wins. So he's elected VP and his mom calls Meryl Streep calls on the phone. Shaw picks up the phone, even though she wants to talk to Margo and she, excuse me, Marco. And she says what's supposed to be the trigger word for Marco to kill the president, the new sitting president, because this whole thing has been orchestrated at least largely due to Shaw's mom, because she wanted Shaw to be in the VP spot, then mobilize somebody to kill the president. So then Shaw becomes the president. She wants her son to be the president. Um, So what's his name? Shaw's on the phone. He hears the trigger word, but actually he's able to fight it off. And he like fights his impulse um, because now he's hip to this whole thing. Like he's so upset and disillusioned about like killing his childhood sweetheart. He's just like, no, or whatever. But Denzel hears it somehow, this trigger word. So now Denzel is snapped in and mobilized to kill the president. Oh no. So, Shaw, knowing his mom is a bad guy now, she said the trigger word like, we know what's going on. He maneuvers her in the way of Raymond's bullet. He's like, dance with me, mom. And Denzel Washington is in like a vent somewhere or something, like looking to take a shot. And then then he like takes the shot or something and he shoots Meryl Streep and Leah Schreiber together, who were dancing together, killing them. Instead of killing the president. Okay. So, like I said, sad for Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Raymond then snaps out of it, and his FBI friend, like, helps him out. They're like, it's okay, it's not your fault, whatever. Who's Raymond? Why did I write Raymond? I wrote the wrong thing. Marco. <laughs> okay. Who the hell is Raymond? <laughs> Why did you start writing Raymond instead of <laughs> just Marco? Halfway through your notes, he becomes Raymond? Yeah. But Raymond heard, and oh shit, he's activated. Something happened to you. But then Marco is Raymond up there. I think something happened to you. I think Raymond is the president, and I think I was reading this and I got all mixed up. So then Raymond's there too, (laughs) and he was also (laughs) mind-controlled. What? 
<laughs> Maybe somebody activated a dummy chip in me. Activate Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Special Agent Raymond. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a horrible comedy concept. Operation Raymond. <laughs> Operation Raymond. <laughs> this sucks. This movie sucks. I wish I wasn't watching this. It's a Rodney Dangerfield movie. <laughs> Operation Raymond. <laughs> okay, so Marco, not Raymond, is distraught, but his FBI friend helps him out. So the FBI, they're like, this isn't your fault. I know this sucks, but like you were mind controlled and we'll take care of this. We'll get it out of you, whatever. They frame a dead guy who was a bad guy as the shooter. Because then there are no consequences and Marco can like get away scot-free because he didn't mean to do this or whatever. And he and his friend go off to an island for him to heal. That's how it ends? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, it's not a happy ending. He did it. <laughs> We're going to say this guy did it. <laughs> that, uh, well, it was a dead guy. I know, but it's weird. Yeah, but I don't want Marco Raymond to have to suffer the consequences. I know. Poor Marco Raymond. Yeah. So that's the Manchurian candidate. I will say, I do think it's fascinating the sort of like the the politics of like who's in on it, who's not. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I did not get into about the Frank Olson death was that he had he had worked around the country for the CIA. Yeah. And they analyzed his home videos and tried to get a sense of like, did his mood change after he was abroad? Oh my maybe he's God. maybe he's not so in on what we're doing anymore. Like the sort of like backstabbing in here or over analysis of like, is this person really is their heart really still in it? Perhaps we should dose them extra. Like was oh. happening. And the sort of like you don't know who to trust aspect. That was all real. This is an extremely hostile work environment. It is. Oh my God, that's horrible. 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 Yeah. Well, the last two things I'm going to mention touch on Frank Olson's story. Oh, okay. It's basically just two quick things. Um, there's a book and a movie called Men Who Stare at Goats by John Ronson. That's what I thought. That's because that was wasn't that about telepathy? Yes. Okay. So it's largely just about like not dosed or controlled, like trying to like focus your mind into oh, mind doing telepathy stuff. stuff. Is what the book is about. It's mostly mind stuff. But then the end of the book talks about MK Ultra and Frank Olson. Okay. Um, then there's also a TV show that came out on Netflix in 2017 called Wormwood, which I've heard of and I heard was good, but I never got into it. Yeah. And that's specifically a mini series about MK Ultra and about Frank Olson's death. Oh, interesting. Yes. It's starring Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, I like him. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Yep. It, it, it's frightening. It's it's yeah. genuinely frightening subject matter because it's real. Mm -hmm. Right? Like we were sort of God. talking about like a couple episodes back about the alien stuff and how like the the report. Honestly, I mean, think about the, the echoes of this stuff. The, the UFO report that was released a couple of weeks ago didn't really amount to much. In, by way of saying, like, we don't know if it's aliens, we don't know what it is, but we agree there's something up there. Yeah. And I think collectively we all go, ah, of course you didn't tell us it was aliens. Of course you didn't. But now reading about MK Ultra, it sort of confirms stuff we said on that show of, like, maybe the government wants us to be like, yeah, it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, really yeah. it's very much something. Just yes. like with MK Ultra, they seem to have encouraged people to go, like, they were trying to like physically control your body and create Manchurian can because no, they weren't doing that. What they were doing was actually a little sneakier. It was about we're being able to get information out of you reliably and you don't even know about it or they can discredit you in public. I mean, it's like, really, it's the truth is worse than the outlandish conspiracy theory. So they want to encourage you to have 
to get distracted by the outlandish conspiracy So that theory. they can say you're nuts. So they can say you're it's nuts. It's gaslighting. And so that they can sneak by and keep doing the real thing. Yeah, totally. It's terrifying. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. It's happening. Absolutely. They uh, make you feel crazy for even thinking it. I will genuinely say that. It, you sound crazy. I, I think like it sounds crazy even when I say what I just said, because mm-hmm. I think we all just want to be like, I don't know. Listen, I like get my groceries and then I go home and I sit down and I watch TV. Like, I, what am I doing? That's yeah. like, you know, that this impacts my life in any way, shape or form, really. Or like the, the world is e- is simpler mm-hmm. than these conspiracy theories painted to be with secret societies and secret programs and you sound crazy when you start talking about the stuff we're talking about but here's something i'll say that's even crazier it's gonna make me sound totally nuts almost guaranteed they're going to like watch this show they're gonna like listen to this show who they who's they? somebody in the government is gonna be like ah, yeah another it's you know episode one million of something that came out today about mk ultra but they're gonna file it away you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, like, download it and store it somewhere. What? Why do you think that? Because I, I think that they do want to monitor what people are actually saying. I think they really do want to know if we are, like, just like with uh, Frank Olson. Granted, he had more cachet than we do, but it's like, well, he traveled abroad when he came How back. relevant is this today, though? Well, that's sort of my point is, like, do you believe this stuff's really actually over? No. Exactly. There you go. I think just in a different way. I don't think they're they're like dosing people randomly and stuff. Right. I agree. Uh, but I think they're I still agree. researching this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, do you think that everything the government does is completely ethical still? No. There you go. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't it sort of in their best interest to try to keep tabs on stuff a little bit? I guess so. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't think that you know a government agent's gonna sit with. Headphones on, leaning yeah, is in. Is there somebody going to be marching down a hallway with a file folder with pictures of you and me looking like complete dumbasses Sir, in it? they did it. Yeah, <laughs> the, I don't think so. These two, I've been watching them for years. They did it. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't think that they care. Yeah. But I do think that, like, maybe they pay attention to, like, keyword MK Ultra. That's true. They might have a Google alert for MK Ultra. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have, a, I have a Google alert for my own name that gives me a bunch of information about a cowboy who died several decades ago. It's useless, but I never turned it off. Very good. Like, I bet they... Yeah. I bet they do. Yeah, probably. Do you have a Google alert for Guides the Unknown? I probably should. Yeah. That hell? would make sense. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We should do, like, straight up conspiracy theory stuff. Like, I wonder... Like, I'm sure we all believe in conspiracy theories of some way, shape, or form. Like, we should just, like... Is there a conspiracy theory you believe in? Is there a conspiracy? Usually, I guess if you believe it, you don't consider it a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm pretty like open-minded in a good or bad way where I'm like, that could be. I don't know. The world's crazy. Yeah. So not all, but like a lot of conspiracy theories. I feel like I could say with somebody being like, I could see that. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's so funny because the act of even trying to research this stuff and talk about it almost puts you in a conspiratorial mindset yeah and like i've never thought about this before mm-hmm. there's a very good chance i will stop thinking about this after we finish recording i just got other to, stuff to I'm do willing to put money on it sure but like in the act of talking about it right yeah. now i'm like oh i sound i know it like, sounds here's what i bet is really going on it makes it sound like i'm sitting around smoking cigarettes in a room with like newspapers on the walls like and dan Aykroyd. and they're happy that we sound that way right they yes. want us to sound yes. nutty. Yes. And th- me saying that sounds nutty. Yeah. 
No, but it's true. I mean, honestly, it's a it's a classic technique. So yeah. like it works on every level. Like just like you could be dating a like crappy dude who like I feel like you might be texting somebody and they could be like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. I'm going out with like every girl in the world. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah you're absolutely right. I'm dating a ton of women. You're like, that's not what I Fine, said. What go through hell? my phone. Go through my whole phone. Read all my texts. Yeah. And they make you sound crazy. You're like like I want to read your texts. Like, yeah. Re- see. So. So what's your problem then? And then you're just like, what? Overload. Like that works like on the shitty dude level. Yeah. And then it can work on your office level and it can work on the government level. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're doing. Like, oh yeah. Okay. We're doing experiments. Like, please believe that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Why, MK Ultra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, what a what a what, what a, a whopper thing. What a whopper. Yeah. Get me a whopper. Woo. All right, everybody. <laughs> That's our conversation about MK Ultra. That's right. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get more from Guides the Unknown, please go support us over at Patreon.com/gttupod. If you decide to sign up at the four dollars or more per month level, then you get a bonus episode of the show every month. There are like random extras. We've put out a couple of like bonus bonus episodes over there recently. Yep. We do monthly live streams and we also have a Discord, a robust Discord <laughs> where things are happening every single day and people are chatting about stuff that they like who like the show. So please go over there, check all that stuff out, help keep the show going. And we thank you so much for it. Yeah, it was fun. We got a lot of good feedback. We played video games yeah. on the show this week. So we played some horror video games and you can uh, watch or listen to us mm-hmm. fight through it. Did you listen back to the no. edited version? Uh-uh. The cold open is you going, ah, ah. And I go, I think he's behind you. Go, what? <laughs> beep, beep. And I go, I go what? beep, beep. You say beep, beep. It's very strange. Oh my Here, can God. I, let me just play it real quick. We haven't done this ever. I'm going to just play the show on the show real quick because it was so funny beep, to me. Beep? Kristen, you were so overloaded. <laughs> I genuinely think that you were like short circuiting. You didn't know what you were saying. Like MK Ultra, your mind was controlled by the game. It was so funny to me. Let's, let's, I hope that ever, this oh comes God. through. So it's not a total bust. Beep, beep. Here we go. Listen to this. They're right behind you. You say beep beep? I don't know what it, <laughs> what? what? Oh my god. <laughs> you hear that everybody? Ah, beep beep. Go, would you say beep beep and you go, I don't know. We. Kristen, it made me laugh every single time I listened to oh it. Oh my god. I think he's right behind you. Ah, ah, beep, beep. <laughs> what did you say beep beep? I don't know what, it, <laughs> what? What? I think I was saying I don't know what I I know, but it yeah, comes but it sounds sound like, like I don't know we. I don't know we. <laughs> But you definitely say, like, meep, meep, or beep, beep. Yeah, meep, meep. I wonder if I was starting to say me, me. I don't know. Who knows? Like, beaker. (gasps) Kristen, you got Bunsen Honey, dude. We got to get out of here. This goes all the way to the top. (laughs) At Chillin' Kristen, at The Myth Traveler, we got to go. We got to figure this out, everybody. Thanks for listening. (sighs) We must travel. Meep, meep. Kristen, say it. Meep, meep. Oh, my God. We got to go. Bye. (laughs) Kristen, are you okay? Are you okay? Meep. Kristen. Meep, meep. Calcium Fortitude Proxy November. Oh. I'm okay, but we need to talk to somebody. We got to refresh the code words. Okay, guys, if you're out there listening, do we have... On the satellites, do we have the agents? Are you listening? Are you listening? We got to refresh this one. We got to refresh this one. Okay. (laughs) Who are you?
you working for? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you genuinely scared me. You genuinely scared 